right, we will go ahead and get started today. Thank you all so much for joining our second virtual town hall meeting for Legacy Christian Academy. I am so happy to be with you today. My name is Shannon Nelson and I am our Chief Advancement Officer. Thank you so much for taking your valuable time to connect with us. Uh, we hope this is a useful time where we can share resources, uh, make sure that you're up to date on the news and what's happening at Legacy. And then also we want to spend time with you to answer any questions that you have uh, on, on your mind. So without further ado, I will turn things over to our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee. So, hey, welcome everybody. Hey, I want to um, respond. We had uh, someone uh, already weigh in on the chat feature that they, would, they think we ought to start our meeting in prayer. So I want to uh, follow that recommendation. Thanks for uh, 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 that suggestion. And so let's open in prayer, please. Father in heaven, I just thank you for this opportunity to gather even on uh, this virtual uh, basis uh, just to uh, meet as a community and to talk about uh, the issues and concerns and um, uh, ideas that we have uh, to uh, serve our students and our families. Uh, Father, um, uh, we, uh, uh, we don't have all the answers. We don't know what's gonna happen even tomorrow, uh, but we do know that you have the answers and you have the ultimate answer and that is in your son, Jesus Christ, who went to the cross and bore our sins so that we might enjoy eternal life. And uh, with that in mind, Father, uh, we um, uh, courageously and boldly look to the future. Uh, even in these uncertain times, we can still find hope, we can still find joy, we can still find encouragement. And so I pray that these next few minutes will uh, be a time of uh, enlightenment, encouragement, and that everything we say and do um, over the next few minutes would be to your honor and glory. And it's in your son's most precious name, I pray. Amen. Well, quickly, I want to uh, review the different resources we have available to um, uh, our families. Uh, uh, you can see the resource guide on the screen as I speak. Um, uh, remember, parents, uh, visit the uh, 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 visit our website often. We try to keep that uh, constantly updated with uh, the latest information. So, if you would get in the habit of checking our um, our website uh, periodically, uh, if you're if you continue to have technology support uh, or uh, technology problems, please. Uh, shoot an email to support at LegacyCA.com. Uh, the RenWeb uh, website can help you with, make sure your contact information is uh, current. Uh, in a few minutes, we're gonna hear from Sherry Mosley to talk more about our tuition assistance program, but there is her contact information. Uh, again, last week I mentioned that if your family is affected in any way, uh, test positive for COVID-19, that you can confidentially report that to Angie Detloff, our uh, Director of uh, Student Health. Uh, she uh, will uh, then be able to uh, know what to do to uh, ensure the uh, safety and health of our community. Um, also later in this presentation, you'll hear from both Lana Sneer and Jenna Snyder, our two uh, counselors, uh, uh, but their, their contact information is uh, on the screen. And then if you have any other questions after the town hall and you wanna submit those, please do so. We're, we're, uh, we continue to get a steady stream of questions sent there and we're, we're glad to answer those. Uh, next slide, please. All right. Uh, uh, I hope you've set your alarm for 1.09 uh, p.m. every afternoon uh, to stop and pray. Um, uh, that's an important thing for, uh, for us to do is, is to uh, commit to prayer. And so I, I hope you've joined uh, me in setting your alarm for 1.09 and pausing for a few minutes of prayer. Um, and then a uh, final reminder about the Community Shepherd Program. It is our goal that uh, we reach out to every family personally. So we've uh, uh, appointed several community shepherds who can, um, uh, who will uh, uh, be calling you uh, on the telephone, uh, not, not via just shooting, shooting you an email, but actually calling you to see how you're doing and if there's anything we can do as a community to help your family uh, during these stressful times. Uh, one other thing I wanna mention is uh, you might notice that um, We've uh, created, uh, we have posted our videos, 
uh, which include this town hall uh, and last week's town hall meeting uh, on YouTube. So uh, there, if you want to, uh, uh, the we have archived all of our video messages, the onward and upward message that I uh, do each week, plus our uh, town hall meetings, all of that can be um, reviewed on YouTube. So please take advantage of that. Um, other than that, that's, uh, those are our announcements. Uh, now I want to introduce to you Sherry Mosley, who is uh, the, our uh, student accounts and tuition assistance manager. Uh, and she's gonna walk you through the process of tuition assistance and help you uh, better understand what that's all about. Thank you, Mr. McGee. I want to first start by giving a big thank you to our board of directors for their leadership and expanding the tuition assistance resources that are available to our families during this crisis. I think it's going to be a huge blessing to our families. I wanted to just make an appeal to our families that if you are um, feeling like you're going to have any difficulties at all making your tuition payments the next few months to please reach out to me. I've had the opportunity this week to talk with several families and come up with some creative solutions to kind of help them through um, this difficult transition that we're all experiencing. I also want to briefly um, go over the steps to complete the tuition assistance application. There'll be a slide that should be coming up here momentarily. Thank you. Um, to access the tuition assistance application, you will want to log into the RenWeb Parent Portal. Um, if you do not remember your username or need help resetting your password, you can also reach out to me and I can help you with that. You'll see on the left-hand side menu, um, there is a link to financial. You'll want to click the financial link and then look for the apply for grant aid link that's listed under quick links. This will take you directly to the tuition assistance application. So there are three documents that you're going to need to submit with your application. We will need your 2018 tax return, your 2019 W-2s or 1099s, and if you are one of the families who has experienced a layoff or furlough, then we are also requesting that you submit the email or letter from your employer that states you have been laid off or furloughed. Now, I know that some of you may be thinking, my income has changed drastically from what would be indicated on the tax return of the W-2. And do not worry about that. Um, there is a question on the application that will ask if you've had a change in your income this year. So you'll simply say yes, um, indicate what that change is or will be to the best of your ability. And then facts will factor that information into the analysis of what your award recommendation will be. Um, once you have submitted your completed application, um, it takes FACS about 10 to 14 days to process that application. So I would encourage you to go ahead and get those submitted this weekend or this next week if possible. Um, there are Christian private schools all over the country that are going through the same process. And so it will take a little time to get those processed um, so that we can present your file to the Financial Aid Committee and then get you an answer back with regard to an award. Um, so again, in the meantime, if you are concerned about making your April or May tuition payment, please email me and let me know because there are several things we can do to kind of bridge that time period while you're waiting to hear back from the Financial Aid Committee. So um, again, if you have questions at all, I'm here to help, so please reach out. And I'm now going to turn it over to our incredible guidance counselors, Mrs. Jenna Snyder and Dr. Lana Sneer. Jerry, um, I'm just so glad to be with you here today and glad for this uh, town hall that we've been having, honored to be a part of it. So I am Jenna Snyder. I'm the director of guidance counseling and I counsel upper school students. And we also have with us Dr. Lana Sneer who's at our South Campus and handles our middle school and lower school students. 
we got together and came up with four C's that we feel are important for you to consider as you're parenting during this time. We know it's definitely challenging. Um, and we just, maybe these tips will help a little bit as you, as you work through this with your families. So our first C is to control your own anxiety, which can be easier said than done right now, we realize. But it's just important to remember that your children really do pick up on your emotions and they mirror your emotions a lot of times. So if you're feeling anxious, they're likely feeling anxious as well. So how do we control our own anxiety right now? Um, there are several ways. One way to start would just be setting up some boundaries in your home as to what you're allowing to be filtered into your home. Um, for example, if you are tempted, like many of us, to keep the news on the TV all, you know, around the clock 24-7, you might reconsider that and think about cutting back and just watching the news once a day, kind of getting your updates that way. Um, that low level of, of news playing in the background really does get into the hearts and souls of your children and actually you too. So, it's a healthier thing uh, to filter out some of that. Maybe instead play some, some praise music and uh, anti-anxiety kind of Christian playlists that are out there on, on um, Google that you can find and have that running through your home so that the Lord and the Holy Spirit can really just bring a calm and a sense of peace. Another way to control our own anxiety is to practice some really good self-care right now. And I know that is sometimes contrary to what we do as parents, we're taking care of everybody else, but you know, it is not selfish to practice self-care and you need it now more than ever. So that could look like taking breaks, just stopping what you're doing in the middle of your day, sitting on the back porch for five, 10 minutes, um, regrouping so you can come back better for your kids and your family, less anxious. Um, definitely getting outside, helpful to get beyond your four walls and um, exercising, absolutely. I know we have to kind of be creative right now and our, our gyms are closed and, you know, but, but we can do it. I saw on the Today Show a guy who actually ran a marathon in his backyard that was about this big and just back and forth and, and um, gave the proceeds to charity. So that was a pretty cool thing to see. But exercise is very important for our mental health. So be sure you're getting your exercise. Um, I urge you to start your day every day, and we should do this anyway, but um, just 30 minutes before the rest of your family has, has uh, gotten up and is moving about and spend time with the Lord in prayer and reading his word to really set your mind straight and, and uh, get some of the anxiety that can creep in out and, and to be ready and good for your kids. Um, there are apps out there that help with anxiety, and um, one that's pretty good is called Calm, C-A-L-M. Um, it's not a Christian-based app, but there are some helpful uh, resources on there. There's some good deep breathing practices and skills on there, and that can be super important at this time. So glean from that what you think is appropriate and good for your family, but uh, there's certainly lots and lots of self-care resources. And I think just all in all, as far as anxiety goes, it's so important to remember what an opportunity we have right now, Legacy Family. More than ever, your children are looking to see how you're responding. So, so please just um, realize that this is a moment they'll remember for the rest of their lives. And what a great chance to show and demonstrate faith in our Lord when humanly uh, we can't make sense of things, just to live like we believe he's in control and that um, he's at work. And they'll see that and, and that will be so meaningful to them. Um, Ann Blackburn, one of our art teachers, had something on Schoology I loved, and I shared it with Eagle Mamas yesterday, but she was walking her, her neighborhood, as some of us have done, and she saw chalked on the sidewalk something super powerful, and it said, anxiety asks, what if? But faith declares, even if. And I just thought that was so amazing and such a good thought. Anxiety is asking, what if this goes on for months and months? What if, God forbid, someone in my family gets it? 
Um, what if I lose my job and financially I'm, I'm left struggling? Uh, what if, what if we could go on and on? And our minds can, can get away from us like that. But faith declares even if. So even if this goes on for months, God will sustain us. He will get us through it and make us stronger. And even if someone we love gets it, we were surrounded by family and friends and God's still there. And even if your job goes south and you lose it and, you know, uh, God's going to provide and he's, he's not going anywhere. So just remember that. I want to be an even if home. I hope I'm portraying that to my family and I pray that for you as well. So the second C, the first C, control your anxiety. And the second C is to communicate. So important right now to communicate with your kids. And we're asking them a lot. We're asking, have you finished your uh, seesaw lesson? Have you eaten breakfast? And have you gone to you know, bed at a good time this week? But are we sitting down and asking them, how are you feeling about all of this? I mean, that's convicting. Do, have we really taken the time to do that? They need to voice their feelings. And then as they talk, do we instantly try to fix it? Or do we validate their feelings? And do we say, you know, I understand how you might be fearful. And let's talk about what that feels like to you. Um, that's super important for them to get that out there. So they're going to likely ask you questions too. And as they do, just be honest in your answers and really filter through what might be age appropriate for them to hear. You're certainly going to talk to your kindergartner different than your high schooler about this. Um, and just trust the Lord to lead you in those conversations. But good, honest communication. You don't need to give them any more than they're asking for, but um, just good, honest answers. And then don't forget to highlight the positive. You know, talk to them about how. Um, we have a strong healthcare system with some really smart people who are working on vaccines all the time. And, and sometimes that part of the news gets lost in it all. So remember to, to highlight that. Really what they want to know is, am I going to be okay? And are the people I love going to be okay? So if you can assure them on those two fronts, and, and that communication might look like reaching out to family and friends, um, FaceTime grandma and grandpa, I just taught my 89-year-old mom how to FaceTime, and she is loving that. It's been so beneficial on many fronts. So, so communicate regularly with the people they love so they can see and know that these people are fine and their, their smiling faces are just like they've always been, and that'll give them a lot of reassurance. Um, and this communication, lastly, needs to be ongoing. It's not a one and done thing. You can't just have that check in and then move on. You really need to regularly check in with them so that you know uh, where they're at with all of this. And um, that is just a gift you can give them as we walk through this together. So our first two C's are to control your own anxiety and to communicate. And now I'm gonna hand this to Lana, Dr. Lana Sneer, who's gonna talk through our second two C's. Thanks, Jenna. Um, this truly is unprecedented time, and I and Jenna and myself have both just been amazed at how God has stretched us and um, how much we have learned through this. So we are sharing with you in the trenches, and I'm going to add some additional tips to, to the ones that, that Jenna gave you, and these are tips that are really coming out of conversations that I have had with the kids over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we are regularly in contact with your kids and uh, kids are calling in and we're doing some video chats and we're finding kids that are struggling with stress and, and anxiety and the feeling of being isolated and, and alone. And through those conversations, uh, I've just come up with some additional tips that have helped the kids kind of maneuver through that and also have been helpful for me and I hope will be helpful in your own family. And those are kind of broken into three areas. One is consistency, sticking with the C plan, and a connection, and then cultivating hope in your home. Now, when I talk to the kids, we have uh, actually been kind of comparing our situation to Noah and Noah's journey on the ark. And while it's not exactly the same as what Noah was going through, there are actually a, an awful lot of parallels and that we are like Noah, shut in while outside.
outside, there is a storm a brewing. And so we are isolated uh, more than we have ever been before. But I, I love to remind the kids and to shift their focus from that storm that's brewing and that sense of isolation to the knowledge that God closed that door, God provided, so we are provided for, we are safe, and just as Noah was promised a future, so are we. And so just being able to compare where we are with where Noah was is, is helpful. The kids like to be able to grab hold of a Bible story and a Bible example, and so that's been helpful. But So then from there, we, we begin to talk with the kids about, okay, just as, let's think about Noah on the ark. Uh, this was unprecedented for him. He had never had to take care of a snake or a giraffe or a rhinoceros. Um, so he had to pull from some resources that he didn't ever have before. And the first thing that I think Noah had to do was he had to have a consistent schedule. And while we're isolated and we're in our homes, it is more important than ever that our kids have a consistent schedule. That's what they thrive on. That's what they're used to. Um, you can stop any kid in the hallways at the lower school and I can say, what time's your lunch? And they can spit it out to me, you know, 11.10, 12.22. So they know what their day is gonna look like every single day. And it's important that we keep that going on in their lives now. And so I encourage you to sit down with your kids if you haven't already. And I'm talking all the young, all the way to seniors and lay out a schedule with them. Uh, let them have input into that. When are they gonna have their brain breaks? What time are they gonna have lunch? Making sure they're up every day at close to the same time. Um, making sure they're, they're getting exercise factored into their schedule so that they know that it's gonna be consistent across their days. And that brings a whole lot of security to our kids. Um, the second C is connection. And if we go back and think about Noah, um, he lost his connections with the world and was trapped with his family. And there we go. That is us too. And I don't think that's by coincidence. I think that is by divine intervention in some sense, because I think there's no greater relationship than the families that we have. And I think God is bringing us back to that simpler time. And our kids, they, um, while they have lost their connection with their, a lot of their friends um, and their teachers and, and their neighbors and their church groups, they haven't lost their connection with their families. But we have to, as families, be very intentional about cultivating uh, those connections. And so there are some things that, that you can do that will just deepen uh, the connections that you have in your home. I know a lot of you are doing these things um, and I'd love for y'all to share ideals with me and with each other, but starting new family traditions, you know, uh, bringing back dinner time. A lot of us have let dinner time go because we're, we're running to sports activities and after school things, but bringing back family dinner times and family game nights, um, I started thinking about journaling. I love to journal with my kids when they were growing up. And I thought, well, what a wonderful opportunity. And uh, Anne Frank journaled when she, was, when she was isolated. So even having a coronavirus journal that the kids can write in and what they're feeling and the struggles that they're having um, is a great outlet for them emotionally and just something great to, to share later. Uh, but working together just to build the connection with your family, but then also building the connection in your community, um, being intentional. I love Jenna's talking about, you know, Chalk the Walk and um, on Legacy's distance learning site, they have posted even uh, some forms that you can print out as a family and drop on your neighbor's porch to, to let them know that you are uh, where you live and that you are making yourself available to, to help them and to reach out to them um, and to be there for them. Uh, and our kids love to do this. Kids of all ages love to do this. So connecting back with your, your neighbors and again, FaceTiming with the extended family is critical. I was reading something today that the kids are actually putting their phones down more during this than they ever have before. Um, and so I think part of that has become 
that they're learning, that they are ready for rich relationships. And so we have an opportunity as families to show them the difference between the relationships that they've had via social media and the relationships that they can have. And I think um, it's an incredible opportunity as families. And most importantly, the connection uh, that they have with the Lord. Uh, we need to be intentional about helping them cultivate that um, with our daily devotional time and our daily prayer time. And also, you know, calling our kids to be accountable to having a daily quiet time with the Lord so that they can build that relationship. And then my last C is cultivate hope. And I think this was probably one of the most important things for Noah on that ark. Um, he had the benefit of knowing that, you know, God was going to bring him through. And uh, we can have that benefit too, but our kids don't necessarily see that. And so we have to cultivate an environment that encourages them to, to see the future. And part of that is focusing on the future. I'm sure Noah and them talked about what was the land going to look like and what kind of house were they going to build. And, and so it's a great time for us to be talking about what restaurant are we going to go to when they finally open up back up and what friend do we want to go see and oh my gosh what movie is going to be out and talking about the fun things that we can do and getting things on our calendar in the future so that the kids can begin to look ahead and and see that this is not we are not here in this place forever and that the future is bright um keeping a list of gratitudes in your home cultivates hope uh, I just like to, you know, slap a piece of butcher paper on your wall, and it's great for gratitudes and prayer requests and God sightings at your family dinners, having the kids share, where did you see God today, individually, and in, in our family, or even globally. I mean, God has shown up more these past few weeks for our families and kids than probably in a long, long time. At least he slowed us down so we can see it. So let's help them to see it so that they don't miss those opportunities to see how real he really is. Um, just as Jenna said, fill your home with love. Uh, older kids love The Office. And I stumbled across a, a site today from uh, John Krasinski, so, and it's just called Some Good News with John Krasinski. And he just gets on there and talks, and he shows video clips of people just doing wonderful things and reconnecting. So your older kids will love that. So my C's are consistency with the schedule, connection, rich connections, and cultivate hope in your family. Now, just to wrap up, it's not lost on me that we can do all the right things and, and we are striving to do all the right things and our babies will still struggle at times. Um, there'll still be anxiety, there'll still be loneliness, um, there'll still be doubt, there'll still be confusion. So just things that you can look for that may be flags for you in your home that your child is struggling is if you see big swings in behavior or big swings in emotion. Uh, younger kids, we'll see some regressions. They may start thumb sucking or bedwetting or having nightmares. Older kids may just become a little more clingy and want to be near you more and uh, want to talk with you and be face to face with you more, more emotional and more crying. Um, there'll be sleep issues and possibly some, some eating issues. You may see aggression and acting out and just irritability. Um, also kids that are complaining a lot of just physical ailments. All of those can be a flag that they're just not doing so well. And if, if you begin to see those, please reach out to Jenna and I. Like it, you can reach out via our emails or you can call in to the Legacy Mainline and those, uh, our, those phone calls will be forwarded to us. Um, or you can reach out to us on, and set up appointments on our calendars. Uh, sites. So thank you guys for being here and I hope everyone is staying safe and I am going to turn it back over to Shannon. All right. Thank you so much, Jenna and Lana. Uh, what a great word and so inspiring and motivating um, for each of us that are, that are kind of, you know, going through the unknown together. So appreciate uh, your tools and resources. So next up, everyone, we will uh, open things up for our Q&A session. As a reminder, uh, you have the chat feature available, and I just saw that Mr. Mosley invited everyone to uh, ask questions, so you should have seen a, a notification from Mr. Mosley pop up. 
Um, if you would be so kind and, and let us know what questions you have on your mind, we will get those answered today. Um, so with that, I'm gonna turn things over to Adam Housley, who is going to guide us through and moderate our Q&A session. Hey Shannon, thank you. I'm going to uh, turn it over to Mr. McGee for this first question. And that is, will we have to extend the school year into the summer? A uh, fairly common question. I've answered that individually several times and I understand uh, people want to know what the future is, what they can plan for the summer, etc. But the quick answer is no. Um, the Texas Education Agency has waived the hour requirement for schools to meet um, uh, in, in lieu of the uh, distance learning. So in other words, schools uh, can substitute distance learning for uh, actual physical uh, presence on campus. So, uh, so they gave, they made that decision fairly early on. Um, also, our accrediting association also gives us credit for uh, distance learning. Uh, in fact, they, they count three and a half hours of instruction as a full day of instruction. So we're, our two authorities uh, regarding uh, the school calendar, or the Texas Education Agency and uh, the Southern Association of Independent Schools. So for now, we do not have to, we have no plans to extend uh, through the summer as long as we keep up our distance learning program. Great, thank you, Mr. McGee. Uh, our next question, we're going to uh, hand over to Mr. Brenneman. Uh, and that question is, will tuition increases be delayed in light of the pandemic circumstances. Yeah, thank you, Adam, and, th and thanks for the question. Uh, a very good question. You know, first of all, just for everyone's background, we as a board take a very measured approach to tuition increases every year. And it's really based on what are the needs of the school, the faculty, um, uh, programming, and all the other needs. So. I just want to make people aware it's not something we just pull out of a hat what's tuition increase is going to look like it's really based on um, what the needs of the school are but more specifically to your question the answer is in short no but and here is the but we are really making every financial decision on a case-by-case -case basis as we we really strongly encourage you as mrs mosley said earlier in the call please, please, if you are having financial challenges, your situation is changing, allow us as a community of believers who want to help each other to try to help. And so that is the whole encouragement of going through the financial aid process um, and seeking out assistance. We, as we shared last week, have made a conscious choice as a board to reallocate all annual fund dollars um, to uh, financial aid and tuition assistance for the next for this next year. So we have substantially more capacity than we had before to help families in need. What we don't want to do is just make an overall uh, change for everyone that frankly isn't needed for all people, but maybe more than needed for other people. And so we really would rather tailor it situation by situation and case by case to help out everyone who is in need to the degree they need that support. The ultimate goal, as we shared last week, we wanna retain every current family at LCA, and we wanna do whatever we can to make that happen. So I really encourage you to please, please uh, reach out, please seek help. Uh, that's why we're here and, and we wanna support each other in the community. Great, thank you, Brad. Um, Sherry, a question for you. What's the salary range that tuition assistance provides for? Make sure I'm unmuted. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a great question, but I really don't want people to get so focused on salary because this is a unique situation that we find ourselves in. So I want you to view this more as a temporary benevolence assistance where we may help you out for a few months and then you pick back up your tuition in the fall. So again, don't get caught up in the numbers. Um, we want to hear what is your situation right now? Um, 
What's your current monthly salary? Are you able to pay your bills and pay tuition? If not, then that's when you need to reach out to me. So I, I don't want people to get caught up in the numbers too much. All right, very good. Mr. McGee, we're gonna toss it back to you. A question we continue to get uh, from families is, uh, what can we do to help other LCA families in need? Well, yeah, I've uh, heard from several families who said, who are reaching out and saying, hey, I, I wanna help. Um, well, I think the biggest uh, way uh, is to contribute to our tuition assistance fund. Uh, so, you know, you can go online, make a donation to, um, uh, to our uh, annual fund because all donations from this point on has, uh, will go towards tuition assistance. So that's a very tangible way also, uh, keep us informed if there are some uh, uh, specific needs or prayer requests. That's a great way for us to be able to reach out to those families and uh, provide support uh, if necessary. So uh, I, I will tell you, I've been just so uh, impressed and, and uh, actually humbled by the way our community has uh, responded with um, uh, not not in a selfish way, but in a uh, uh, in a sacrificial way, uh, with questions like, "What can we do?" What uh, you know? Look, I don't. We've had uh, families even say, "I don't need my trip uh, reimbursement. Could could you use that reimbursement to help another family?" And 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 that's so meaningful. I really do appreciate uh, families who have a heart for others. Great, thank you, Mr. McGee, Mr. Mosley. Uh, can you talk a little bit about where we're at with TAPS and athletic competitions for the spring? Absolutely. Um, this is a common question, and, and I appreciate you guys asking. So TAPS laid out a, a, a kind of a, a, I guess you would say, marginal different types of times that we would activate certain plans. Uh, so where we are now with the governor's latest proclamation, there are still two TAPS is referred to them as return to play options. One would, would start off on May the 4th. If that were the case, there would be a four week uh, opportunity extending all the way to May the 30th, where it would start off with a week of practices, then followed by a week of competition with certain championships, and then another week of competition with championships and then final state competitions. So that's one option. Uh, once we pass that date, if things still aren't opened up, the next and the last really opportunity for any type of competition in the spring that cutoff would be May the 15th. And that would be a, a much accelerated and much reduced um, comp competitive schedule, but it would cover a three week period that would end on June the 6th. So we still are holding out some hope here with regard to spring sports, all is not lost as of yet. And key dates to remember are May the 4th and May the 15th in this, uh, these options, if you will, opportunities to kind of kick this thing back up. And we're, we're obviously waiting on taps um, to, to make that. And they, and they could change those deadlines, they have that right. But this is their plan as they uh, published it about two or three weeks ago, and that's the plan we're operating under. Great. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Shannon, a, a question for you. It was mentioned last week that the intent was to double the amount of tuition assistance available for families. Can you give us any update on how that's going, and is there a plan to help raise this amount? Yes. Uh, wow, what a, what a generous question, and um, thank you for asking that. Um, it's going really well, and as Mr. McGee shared, um, it's, it's a tremendous time to see our community coming together and acting out in so many generous ways, um, not only by supporting each other, but also by, um, by giving from their hearts. Um, and so we have had several donors step forward already to make very generous donations to help support tuition assistance. Um, we encourage those that led um, to give that this is, this is a fantastic way to support our community. Um, we do not want any family to have to question if, if they can return to Legacy next year for financial reasons. So please hear that loud and clear. Um, we do not want you to have to make that decision. Please allow us to try to help. And those that can give, we encourage you to prayerfully, to prayerfully consider what you can do. Um, so all undesignated gifts to the annual fund will support tuition assistance and our benevolence fund. Many have asked also how they can help support faculty and staff that have uh, come up on a, a hard financial time. And, and the way that we do that is through our benevolence fund. So all undesignated donations will support those, those two initiatives. 
Very good. Thank you, Shannon. Uh, Mr. Mosley, back to you. Uh, how can we best celebrate and honor our seniors? Well, you know, that's really, as, as a parent of a senior myself, it weighs heavy on my heart. And I know it does not only for our senior families, but also for our whole community. Um, seniors are important. You know, it's a culmination of what they've been doing here at high school. So I appreciate the question um, and, and know that our staff, our, my uh, leadership team here in the upper school is looking at this very, very intently. We have some plans. We're even beginning to partner with the PTF for some special things that really we have to change the model. I mean, you obviously, you don't are going to have enough time um, to turn around and, um, you know, cram all of that stuff in. It's just not feasible. But, but there may be some things that we can do that are different uh, that can celebrate them and let them know that they are loved. And we are working on those. I'm, I'm meeting also with principals across the country. A lot of ideas. I had a meeting a couple of days ago of some unique things that we're all doing. We're all trying to help each other be creative in honoring our seniors. That's very important. Of course, the most important thing is we are committed to an in-person approach you know, for graduation. We don't know how that would be modified because circumstances are still in flux so much, but we are committed to that and some other things that are, that are connected to that. May need to take a different form, format slightly, but uh, celebrating them, our breakfast of blessing, um, having some time to honor them, a banquet, something like that with all of them together. If we have to push that to the summer, we're going to have to kind of, you know, put all of that together in a, a concentrated weekend, maybe, um, to minimize just things being spread all over the summer. But those are some of the things we're looking at, as long as some special things that I don't really want to, to say publicly here, because some of them are a surprise for our seniors that we're working on. But we are working on it, and I appreciate the question and the intent behind it. Hey, Kevin, we're going to stay with you just a second, because I, I know we talked about this earlier in the week just a little bit, and, and I want to... I think it would be good for you to kind of share it out loud. But, um, you know, even if we were right now to decide we were going to do a graduation in the summer, talk about the difficulty of finding a location and why that's a challenge. Sure. Uh, thank you, Adam. Um, so, you know, we're not the only one. So a lot of times we use, for instance, we use Stonebriar Church. And, um, you know, they have a lot of events and things that have been canceled as well. So if things open up, there's going to be a crunch on these facilities um, and there'll be a lot of people wanting to use it as well as the church trying to reschedule things. So they're just not talking to us right now and understandably so regarding their uh, facilities availability. Um, so there, there are going to be some challenges um, even in trying to do that. I mean, I don't know how we may have to do some things, you know, here on our campus. I don't know how we would do that, but I, I do know we're committed to it in some way, shape or form. And, and I also want, for those of you who have seniors, um, I want you to know that some some of this we're going to shoot out in a survey and get your input on, you know, regarding some of those plans um, and some different things that we can do. So you're going to have a say in some of this. So we're committed to us approaching this as a community and our leaders want to get your feedback. So when those come across your email, along with I know hundreds of thousands, right? Um, I hope you'll take the time to give us a little bit of feedback. We'll try to keep it short, but it means a lot for you, uh, for uh, to us to hear your opinion. Yeah, I know one of the, the other things that uh, was talked about earlier in the week during our meeting was that, you know, right now these places can't rent their facilities because they don't know that they're going to be able to be open in, in large gathering spaces. So uh, yeah. I know somebody else had asked about summer activities in light of mission trips being canceled. And, um, you know, again, all of that stuff right now is just up in the air because nobody can make any commitments until we know when when we're going to be out of uh, kind of the shelter in place and, and restrictions exactly. on large gatherings. So we just need to continue to ask for your patience and uh, we thank you guys for doing that. Um, Jenna, I'm going to uh, turn this one over to you. Um, what are the common themes the guidance counselors are hearing from students? Yeah, thanks, Adam. So um, at the upper school level, Really, our students seem very comfortable academically um, with the platform we have, and they're used to being on their MacBooks. So, and the structure we've got in place is really a good one. So, they, they've actually seemed really comfortable academically. And um, there are those students who maybe aren't showing up to class here and there. So, we've been chasing them down. You can run, but you cannot hide from us. And we do uh, reach out and encourage them and uh, stay in touch that way, socially and emotionally. Um, the biggest things I'm seeing really are social isolation um, from their friends, 
just developmentally, their friends are so important to them. And so they're used to having that contact. And, and even though it's virtual, I've had a student say to me, you know, I realize it's just a screen, like it's not in person. And so that feels weird to them. They're feeling isolated socially and a lot of together time with their families, which you know, at this age, they've pulled away from their families, some of them a little bit. So that's actually a blessing that they're getting to spend time with their families. But all that just takes some adjustment. Um, the introverts, on the other hand, they're actually, it's working for them, not being um, in such a social setting all the time. So a little mix of things there. Uh, but all in all, um, that's what I say I'm seeing. To, to Kevin's point just a minute ago about our seniors, you know, they're feeling on a different level. They're actually having to grieve some things, um, even though we are working hard and Kevin, and they're doing an amazing job to make sure that these traditions are still celebrated and as best they can. You know, seniors, it's looking different for senior students and senior parents for that matter, just to acknowledge that, you know, it's different. And these adjustments can be hard and letting go of some of the things you have pictured in your minds you know, that's, that's actually another thing that has come up with some of our seniors. So, but all in all, they're hanging in there and um, we're just going to be diligent about keeping, checking in with them and trying, you know, to contact them and encourage them uh, as much we can just to stay the course on this thing till it's, till we see it through. And then Lana, I know you can speak to your, to your lower school and middle school students as to how, how they're doing. It's very similar, I think, you know, especially with the middle schoolers uh, needing that, that sense of uh, connection um, and trying to figure out how to fill that hole. It definitely is a hole for them. I love that families are filling it with more family time and I'm really encouraging that to, to happen. I also hear from our middle schoolers that they do need a sense of structure and a schedule. They're, they're struggling with time management in ways that they've never struggled before because they haven't had to manage their time uh, in this format. And so they do need you to help come alongside them and get, teach them some time management skills. Uh, for the little ones, um, it is a lot of more just what we would expect, fear. Uh, Fear-based, uh, they overhear bits of information and they fill in the blanks. And so going back to what Jenna had said earlier about you know, guarding the information that's brought into our home and protecting them from the things that they hear and talking to them a lot about what they have heard and what they are afraid of. And so that's, that's most of what, you know, I'm, I'm seeing. It's the anxiety associated with those two things, the time management and just the fear. Great. Thank you, Jenna and Lana. Um, just a last question for you, Lana, we can stay with you here. Um, how, how do uh, we go about setting up those counseling sessions? Yes, Jenna and I both have uh, sites on the Calendly, uh, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y, I think, yeah, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com. So you can get on there, backslash uh, Lana.Sneer, Adashneer, or Jenna-Snyder. And you, once you get on there, you have the option to set up a 30 minute or an hour long uh, session with us. That's a video session. And so, and if you have trouble with that, please just email us and we can resend you the directions and walk you through how to do that. I've noticed that the older kids are able to do that on their own. My middle school and up, I know Jenna's kids too are able to do that on their own, but we'll be happy to walk you through that, especially for the younger. I've had a lot of video chats with the youngers and they love that just because it's a sense of familiarity for them to see to see my face. So even if it's a 10-minute check-in, I think it's it's good for them. Very good. Great question. I we will also work on getting those Calendly links up on our um up on the learning continue side as well, parents. You may have to give us till Monday to get them up, but we'll we'll work on that integration there for you as well. Um, so I'm not seeing any more questions. I think we have kind of run the course there. If you do have one, um, if you could get it in quickly. Otherwise, I think that we are ready to wrap this thing up.
All right. Thank you so much, Adam. And thank you to everyone. If your question was not answered or if it wasn't fully answered, <laughs> please know that you can reach out directly to questions at legacyca.com. Um, and we will also try to get with you if, if we recognize that we weren't able to get to your question today. We do have an archive of the chat. Um, so with that, I am going to turn things back to Mr. McGee. And then thank you all for submitting your questions. And uh, like I said from the beginning, we're trying to answer your questions as quickly as we can. I would say that um, you know sometimes we get questions that we truly can't answer because we don't control some decisions. For example, we don't control what the governor decides regarding uh, school closures. Uh, we don't control what the, uh, Denton County, which is where we're located physically, um, and their um, shelter in place or stay at home uh, orders. So please know that, uh, you know, you may uh, have this question that we may not be able to answer because we submit to uh, government authorities on, on many of your questions. So, uh, you know, we just ask that you continue to exercise patience and understanding as we work our way through um, uh, the, these uncharted waters. So as, you know, as a head of school, I mentioned this last week, um, you know, I often have to step back and take a 30,000 foot view of the school and what, and observe what all is going on. And uh, let me tell you what I've, uh, uh, what I've observed. Um, our faculty and our staff are keeping their covenant promise to our families. They know your children, they love your children, and they are doing their best to prepare your children through this distance learning program. Um, parents, I wish you could get a glimpse into what our teachers are doing and what our staff is doing to make distance learning as seamless as possible. Um, for I, I will tell you, for most of our, our faculty, their workload has increased um, dramatically because of this. I'd share that not to make you feel sorry for them, but just to, know, to illustrate, they are committed to your children. They love your children and they are keeping their covenant promise. And so uh, I know that you appreciate that because I hear from you all the time um, and I, I see praises for what our teachers are doing for your children. Um, so uh, just know that we, we intend to keep our covenant promise. Also want to say, parents, thank you for keeping your covenant promise. You are praying for us. You are supporting us through these challenging times. And, and I can't thank you enough. I know you're making huge sacrifices. Um, you're having to manage things you never thought you would have to manage. And I just know we recognize that and we appreciate you for the sacrifices you're making. And I'll tell you, even just this week, we've had two parents step up and bring lunch to those uh, of us, those few people who are on uh, campus, the essential personnel that come to school every day. You know, that's a, a small thing, but it is greatly appreciated. And, uh, you know, one way you can express your appreciation to our teachers and to our staff is simply drop them a note or post a hidden blessing on our website. Uh, uh, that goes so far in encouraging our, our teachers and our support staff in what they're doing. Um, you know, in times of crisis, whether they be personal, family, community, national, or even worldwide crisis as we find ourselves in this pandemic, um, I'm thankful to be a part of a faith community. I'm thankful that... Um, my Christian brothers and sisters are praying for me. They're lifting me up in prayer. They're asking, how can I help? They're asking how I and my family are doing. And I know they would literally come to my aid if that was required. Um, you know, what a blessing it is to be in a community like Legacy. Um, that is supporting one another through these challenging times. I just hope that you experience that same spirit of gratitude. And if there is anything that we can do
to help your family, whether it's counseling for your children, whether it's helping you navigate these tough financial times, um, uh, whatever we can do, parents, please allow us to serve you. It is our privilege to do so. Now I'd like to ask uh, our chairman of the board, Brad Brenneman, if he would close us in prayer. Brad? Absolutely. Uh, before I open in prayer, I know I speak on behalf of the parent community of Legacy as a parent myself in saying thank you, Bill, and thank you to the whole leadership team, uh, faculty, staff, uh, coaches, administration. Um, this is a heroic task and just getting a little bit of a, a vision into what all you have been uh, experiencing over the last few weeks. Um, I applaud you and uh, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. I know I speak on behalf of the parents. So if you would with me, bow your head and let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for your presence in our lives. We praise you for who you are, that you are a God of complete uh, power and of knowledge and uh, of control ultimately. Um, but at the same time, you are a very personal loving God who is the greatest example of grace and mercy, and your mercies are indeed new every day. And so we thank you, we praise you for who you are, for the work you are doing individually, in our families, in our legacy community, and beyond. Um, we, just, uh, we just lift you up in your name, and we pray that as tragic and scary and uncertain as these times may be, that your reputation may be increased in our world and that more and more people may come to know and trust and rely on you for, uh, for their eternity, uh, which includes right now. And so we pray for that, Father. Uh, Father, we, uh, we pray for the millions of um, uh, people around the country now uh, including in our legacy family, who are experiencing um, job loss, financial hardships, great challenges in many different ways. Um, we know you know each of those individual cares, and you are um, providing your comfort. Uh, but I just pray that, that uh, for each of those people that are struggling and challenged, that your peace would reign very freely. Um, we pray for the thousands and thousands of uh, doctors, nurses, volunteers, people around the country, and even in our own community who are serving endless hours, um, trying to deal with people who are sick and hurt and in some unfortunate cases dying. Um, we pray for those who are hurt and dying. Um, may your mercy be new each day for them. And they, again, come to know you very personally uh, through the challenges. Um, Father, I pray for our LCA community, for our parents, for our families, for the children, um, for all of our faculty and staff. I pray for um, perseverance, for patience, for perspective, and for prayer, that we would lean on you and trust you knowing that you will provide um, all the answers um, and all the peace we need to deal with the day-to-day -day challenges we face. Um, in many ways, Father, in the middle of a crisis, you are giving us a blessing of having to depend on you. And so I pray that each of us will find that blessing in there and, and learn to trust and, and rely on you in a new way. Um, Father, again, we thank you. We praise you for who you are, for the work you're doing at Legacy, and pray that you will continue to guide our steps in the days ahead. It's in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And I will kick it back to Shannon, I believe. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much, Brad. What a beautiful prayer. Um, and thank you to each of our panelists. Uh, thank you to all of you that have joined us today. We uh, appreciate your community and your connection and we appreciate your questions. Thank you so much and, and keep those coming. Um, please, please do not uh, allow a question to go unanswered. We are here for you and we are more than happy um, to partner with you. So a few quick reminders. Uh, first and foremost, a big reminder. We will acknowledge Good Friday next Friday on the 10th, no school, Monday the 13th 
no school. So please, uh, please do make a note of that in your calendar, the 10th through 13th, no distance learning. Um, in terms of our resource guide, please take a look at the screen. Uh, please visit our website, contact technology if you need help, make sure that your contact information is up to date. Uh, Sherry did a great job today of sharing out on our tuition assistance program. Please be in contact with Sherry if you have any questions. Um, if you need to report um, any sort of illness, uh, our nurse is available to you. Um, and our student counseling services. Thank you so much to Jenna and Lana. Uh, they are available and I know that they are happy to serve you, so please don't hesitate to reach out to them. And last but not least, if you have any questions at all, questions at legacyca.com is your primary resource and, and your primary way to get those questions answered. So thank you so much to each of you. God bless you. May God keep you safe and God keep you well. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon.